Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh my god, I haven't opened a bottle of beer in a while. Here we go. Sorry guys, I always start off with my opening a can of beer, but I got a bottle today. I got some bungling. Love this beer. Um, but yeah, I got a bottle. I don't know why I got a bottle this time. Got a six pack. Maybe because they went on special. But anyways, welcome boys and girls to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fit Network. Got a great episode for you guys. I got some of the saltwater dudes from the Paddlers Playbook. Great saltwater uh, fishing podcast. They kind of started around the same time that I started. And I've been listening to most of their episodes. One of my favorite ones was the one they did, um, I think, on how to film and record. That was pretty interesting. That was a fun episode. Uh, Dustin Nichols. Uh, no, actually, they've been on, on the Dustin Nichols Chasing the Tide, which is our version of uh, Saltwater um, podcast, uh, which you can follow every other Saturday here on Paddle and Finn. But the guys from Paddle and Spraybrook, Chris and Drew, again, one of my favorite podcasts. I'm excited to finally after begging them for more than a year to come on to the show, uh, they come in. And so it's going to be a great episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Paddlers Playbook, they come out every other Tuesday. And you can search on it on Paddlers Playbook. And you can also follow them on social media. I'll let them give you all the deets on where to follow them and when and where to listen to the Paddlers Playbook. They also do live shows as well. So it's pretty interesting. If you love saltwater fishing, we've been meaning to learn saltwater kayak fishing. Uh, go give them a follow and listen to their podcast. Uh, so it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, other than that, let's see. Um, KBF just dropped their schedule for the trail series and the pro series. Props to what KBF is doing in Chad Hoover. I like the fact that they're really coast to coast. You know, the Hobie BOS, they obviously look for the attendance and they get situated around, um, basically don't go west of Texas. Uh, but 
Um, you know, they found their niche. Um, so does the All-American Kayak Series and the Bassmaster Kayak Series. But what I love about KBF, it's it's really putting trails in places you don't usually tra- see uh, kayak bass fishing trails on a national level. They have it in the Delta. They have it in Lake Havasu, Arizona. I think they have one in Colorado. Last year, they had one in Utah. Not sure about this year. Uh, they got one in Oklahoma. They got in Florida. So that really is the definition of a national trail. So I'm sure some of the guys in the West Coast pretty happy about that. Uh, I know our buddy uh, Shane Lamont from Bass Thumbs Fishing is excited about that. So, uh, yeah. So KBF bringing the national trail again, Pro Series and the Trail Series. So uh, let's see. Let's hope they have a great season if you're fishing it. Hope you guys enjoy and have a great time. Other than that, uh, big news on the Bassmasters kayak series side. Um, Steve Owens finally has been introduced as a new tournament director. Worst kept secret. We're very excited to have Steve Owens uh, at the helm of the Bassmaster kayak series. I can't think of a better uh, person available to direct the national trail. And Steve Owens is definitely one of the best at it. I mean, he's proven himself with what he's just done in the past, working with Bassmasters, uh, Hobie BOS, and the um, and the College Series and Bass Nation Kayak Series in Tennessee and I think Georgia. He's a tournament director, um, so very excited. I'm hoping the Bassmasters is not only. Um, committed to Steve Owens, but also give him the tools for him to succeed. If they let Steve Owens run this trail like he wants to run it, there's no doubt this is going to be one of the most popular trails. Um, I've been guilty of very highly criticizing Bassmasters for their decisions, Um, but to see that they're taking a step in the right direction, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. So let's hope... uh, it works out for both Bassmaster Kayak Series and Steve Owens. So congratulations, Steve Owens. All right, so we're going to quick Waypoints commercial, and then we'll have the guys from the Paddlers Playbook. Before we do, go check out the sponsor, Douglas Outdoors. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out the full lineup of LRS, X-Matrix, and award-winning fly fishing rods. So check it out. All right, we got Chris and Drew. Was it Mr. Taco Turner? Drew? Mr. Taco, huh? M- Mr. Taco Turner. When did that come up? I didn't get the memo. Look, I've wanted a nickname forever, so I got to make up my own. Like, nobody has given me a nickname. Chris calls me Baldy, but that's not, I mean, <laughs> that's I, don't not lo- I don't love that well, one. That's not something used to, I can put on the back of a shirt. <laughs> that used to be how it came up on my phone. Like, he'd call and it'd say, Baldy. So what's your nickname, that's, Chris? What's going to be yours? Oh, you haven't picked one yet? Uh, most mo- can we cuss on this show? Uh, preferably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll keep my nickname out of it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Oh, Chris, beep beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, name, pretty Chris? much. Uh, man, how is that important? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my I last name is Lewis. Man, a good Lewis. good Welsh last name. Yeah. There you go. How you guys been doing, man? I've been good. I've been doing well. I'm. I'm. I know. I it says Mr. Taco, but I'm. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know this is bass kayak and beers, but I'm over here drinking coconut water. I've been having. I've been having stomach issues for the past few weeks, so no beer for me 
Didn't no, no Chris, Chris, coconut Chris, water, man. Chris, Chris, Chris will throw down some beers. He may drink one I, for me tonight. I do, but not during the week. I don't That's usually true. drink during the week because I'm one of those personality types that when I go in, man, I go in. <laughs> it's all it's all or nothing. It, it is, man. Is that uh, gonna so, be just one? <laughs> right. We're gonna stop in the morning. <laughs> when the sun's coming up. When when the bite is just right, that's when you're gonna stop. What's but, the most okay, let's start off let's just start off with this. What's the most you've drinking out uh in one day of like whether it's fishing or something? Ooh. Or we're gonna get into that. I've got a great story for this one. Okay, I, don't, I was 17 I, I don't years drink, old. I don't drink a lot of beer, so Chris will have to take care of this. I was 17 years old. Look, you got to know something. People from Louisiana, Yep. Um, there was a point in time where the drinking age limit was not 21. It was much younger than that. And oh, yeah. sometimes they, they even joke that, you know, mamas and daddies – in Louisiana, like to give their babies a little alcohol in the bottle, you know, help them go to sleep at <laughs> night. That. So we might get, we might have got to start back then. But there was a Thanksgiving one year, and I'm pretty sure that we started at about nine thirty in the morning, and we closed a couple bars down that night. And so it must have gone from nine thirty in the morning until three a.m. Wow. And it was probably at least a beer an hour, if not more, probably more, plus shots. So that's probably the most. Now, m- the most memorable drinking night ever is living on an infamy due to the bro staff and the bro staff <laughs> meetup. If those that don't know and that don't listen to the show, the bro staff is what we call our listeners for the Paddler's Playbook. And the bro staff meetup is an annual camping fish where we get together and we just act a bunch of hoodlums doing hoodlum stuff, man. No, it's not hoodlums doing hoodlum stuff. It's a bunch of fishermen out there eating way too much food, drinking beer, and going and trying to catch redfish. I I think you both said the same thing. Friday night and Saturday night is hoodlums doing hoodlum stuff. We turn into fishermen as soon as the sun comes up. <laughs> but um, the first bro staff meetup, I thought it would be great to get like a, what I would consider like a trail beer, something kind of light to drink, you know, and then have what's called a bedtime beer. You know what a bedtime beer is, Armando? Uh, I have an idea. My idea of a bedtime yeah. beer is used to be as college days. Uh, beer, you drink uh, like a bottle of beer, and then you add, you fill it to the top with a shot of tequila. Ooh, that would be a great bedtime beer. That okay, good, yeah. So they have, they have, they have beers now that that are like ten and twelve percent, right? Just yeah. to, buying the beer alone is like ten, twelve percent. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a six pack of trail beers and a six pack of uh, of bedtime beers. I get to the to the camp. And, and fish and that night i said you know what i really want to drink one of these bedtime beers first get a good start to the night 10 percent alcohol and i drank all six of them i don't remember the next two days he was out <laughs> it was a like, blur out, it was out. a blur 
<laughs> passed out in his excursion, just kicked back. We all were fishing. Everybody went fishing, and Chris was just out in his excursion. Just They were like, oh, where, when is Chris going to come out? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Everybody don't was know. using my kayaks. People were fishing with my stuff. I didn't care. Um, it was fun but miserable at the same time. Did we lose audio there? I think I think we lost. That it. was me. I was go ahead, man. Burping. In All of a sudden, Armando Armando's lips are going 100 miles an hour, yeah. but there's nothing coming out. <laughs> well, here is I was going. I was I, I I hate to ask this question, obviously, but I'll tell you why. It's because no, I'm not I, an alcoholic. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I'm I can see myself doing that 20 years ago. Like I'm I think I'm way too old for that any now. Oh, like, he hasn't done it since the last. Okay, two so how long ago was that, smooth. and how old were you back then? <laughs> oh, that was only like three years ago. Oh, okay, it wasn't yeah. that long. Well, but Chris, he, is he, a, Chris, you're a young, young stud still, right? I'm a grandfather. Oh, that's right. We said that on your podcast. Yeah, he's an old man. He's an old man. I'm not. The that beard good. is I deceiving. Mean, by by any means, I'm not I'm extremely old. I'm 45. I'm not like Jeff Malott old. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought he was 18 years old. He's like, no, I'm 72. (laughs) He's 72. Like Jeff, when you, when I had him on the podcast, he doesn't like, no, he's not like, no, but when I saw him in person, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he is that old. (laughs) He's he's social media friendly as far as. As Good far dude, as the man. way he looks, he's very social media friendly. You know, doesn't uh, probably won't ever show his age. And you know, and I apologize. I forgot we actually talked about this on y'all's podcast when I was there, and I actually s- said you were a lot older than you look, or something like that, or vice versa. I don't know you um, guys. Look, the entire podcast uh, for some reason Armando just wanted to flame me. No, 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 no. Armando, you didn't say he was a lot older than he looks. We were just saying that Chris was having a grumpy old man moment. He was having a grumpy old man that's, moment. I'm not, that's, I, I was talking about video games. Once, once, <laughs> one thread of Chris threatened me to kick my buddies enough for me to. I don't that's not what. I, that's you know, not what not. I said. I said I was going to spank you, Armando. Okay. No, then you said it after. Well, then you included Drew. Like the second go around, you included Drew into the All right. ass whooping. Bass kayak and beers <laughs> listeners, like you don't have to, but if you want to weigh in on this, oh. you need to go listen to Armando's episode of the Paddler's Playbook. And but it's comment, edited, right? N- no, I didn't edit hardly any of it. I didn't. No, really? Because I, I was no, just talking no. to Dustin about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you want Paddler's Playbook?" Like, and then I was telling the story. It's like I didn't. He said, "It's like oh," I says, "I didn't know that." It's like oh, they probably edited it out. No, um, I didn't take very much out at all. I edited the f bombs, and that is about. He it. edited like three three f bombs. He left one of his in there, but edited I like always, three. It's like ten percent of the f bombs. I always forget <laughs> at the beginning. Like I don't listen to the first like twenty minutes because I'm like, oh, that's not when we cussed, and then I'm dropping f bombs and everything else. So. I mean, as when, long as there's only like one or two f bombs per episode. I was generally scared. I was at that moment. I was like, "Thank <laughs> God he doesn't live in Fort." I said it all with a smile. I went back and watched the video. I was smiling the whole time. <laughs> nah, we have fun. We have fun on that episode. You get go check it out. I wanted to reshare. It. I was just telling Drew before we started recording. It's like, hey, I never got to reshare it on my social media because you guys never posted about it. 
We're not like maybe they were embarrassed at me. Like we're, we're horrible. Want to know that Armando was here. We're horrible on social media. If, you know if, what's if, funny? Go ahead, Chris. If we were better on social media, I think that's why we've we've constantly tried to find someone that could run our social media for us and and include them in the show because I believe that if we were better on social media, then honestly our following and our listenership would be tenfold. Um, but we just we really suck. We at like social we media. really suck. Well, and and I get I get I mean l- let me go back to this we, last year I think when you started Chris you started doing the recaps which I thought was a great idea. Like I follow you guys <laughs> on social media and you started was, doing like like oh this on last year on uh, our first episode we talked about this and then the next week you could recap the other one kind of re to get people to listen to previous podcasts and i thought i was genius but i get i get what you're saying because sometimes like i have an immense amount of respect for social media guys youtubers and all that like i've tried it but at the end of the day i just want to do kayak fishing like it's it's mm. one of those things where i don't want to spend two hours three hours four hours editing you know like those guys that post three or four reels a day, I mad props to anybody that does that. I I just don't have the patience. Like even when I'm out fishing, I recorded my GoPro. Now it, I'm kind of used to it, but at the beginning, I was like, I don't even want to record. I just want to enjoy myself. Like I, I don't want this whole social media thing to ruin my experience. But what I think you what you guys do that I really really think it's very important it's actually more important than social media even though it's not going to give you that um huge uh exposure is you guys have this like i say this in a good way like this cult following like you guys know how to represent like how to not represent not only represent but create a brand and a culture that the locals enjoy it like the bro staff I mean, the like the paddlers, like the bro staff fans, they're hardcore fans. Like, and I, and I think big props to you guys for that because you really do create an environment that produces like, like meaningful connections that extend more than algorithms. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for for sure. Some of the the people that have been at the bro staff meetups that we're talking about, or we've met through social media and things like that, like we we hang out with them, we we fish with them. We were whenever we started this show, it was about you know putting forth that lifestyle, the the kayaker or kayak fishing lifestyle. We we always want to portray that to our listeners, to you know the partners that we work with, like. It's all about living living that lifestyle, not like faking the funk for social media. Like yeah. we're we're not bigger than the scene. We're I mean, we're we're not bigger than anything else. We we are a part or we want to be a part of the culture. I don't Chris know, Drew, you look you're pretty big. Look, <laughs> not that big, man. I'm really I'm really not. I'm not that big. No, he's Chris, not. what are you he's what not. are your thoughts on that? Like he'd break my uh, legs though if he sat on my lap. <laughs> we can talk chance, about the first thing that pops chance, up though. Gets to put you down. I, I no, know. it's I'm not used, like I'm that. It's not. It's not like that. I'm used to it. It's not. 
I mean, look, look, you hear all the jokes he says about this old man, Lewis, you know, and grumpy pants over here. You know, it's yeah. it's back and forth. Armando hasn't stopped smiling in like a whole yeah. minute. What's going on? Can here? you hear me, though? I think <laughs> yeah, he, we, can, he, we can hear you just fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like this, I'm trying guys, this new. You can't that. see this, but but what we're looking at is just I take a screenshot of this, if you would, please. And then uh, we need to put that on social media. <laughs> I got the screenshot. There you go. I All right. I perfect. I don't um, know. I, let me just switch out. I was trying to get to a more high resolution camera. I was actually using my GoPro as a camera, but yeah, it's not working. Let me just go back to. There we go. Let's just go back to the regular uh, camera here. Anyways, so, can you hear me? Yeah, it looks absolutely. Um, one thing that Drew is talking about is like the the lifestyle. I will I will kind of tell on Drew a little bit sometimes. And um, whenever I first met Drew, um, there was a purpose. This man was purpose driven, and one of the purposes was not only, and it's still I think it still is not just to fish and be in the outdoors, but to find a way to, to fit into the industry. And I think we all kind of work within the industry in a way. Yeah. And I mean, dude, the first time we did like a big fishing trip with like multiple people, I think we had maybe 12 or 18 people out at this place called dirty Pelican. And I'm like, where's drew. And everybody's like, Oh, he's having a deep conversation with, you know, this kayak company in the car, he'll come fishing in a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, who, who opts for a, a conversation about fishing rather than fishing? But look, the man was, was not only driven, um, you know, for, for fishing, but also a place in, in the industry. Myself, um, you know, I came from a place where fishing was almost everything. And I lost that for a long time when I got married to a lady that thought uh, Louis Vuitton purses and Gucci uh, sunglasses were more important than, you know, hanging outside. And whenever I got that back, I didn't want to let it go. So, um, but like I said earlier, we both suck at social media. So one day, Drew being the, you know, mastermind behind trying to uh, get into these niches says, dude, let's do a podcast. Armando, I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was, man. <laughs> no, he really didn't. He had never listened to the a same podcast here, man. before in his life. It wasn't for my wife listening to murder podcasts. I wouldn't have known what a podcast was. Uh, you need to run, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. No, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the most well-behaved husband. Like, <laughs> but she's listening they, to murder podcast. They will not. She find she, you. she doesn't even have to check my phone. She already knows. I'm like, true. Didn't you didn't you post this. something the other day and you were like, guys, if I show up or if I don't yeah. show up to work, <laughs> if I show if up I'm missing in the last next two weeks, just know that Jessica has been watching those nah. murder murder your man shows for the past six <laughs> hours and has not left the spot on the couch and no uh, and, and the thing is my wife listens to the ones that not not the damn new ones you know the cycle ones no she listens to the people that got away with it kind of thing like the people that killed oh, their significant yeah. other and they didn't found him until the person those are the important 50 ones. years later those are the ones she likes you know, so those cold cases yeah she, cold she knows cases. she already knows all the dna stuff then you know how to clean it and 
<laughs> Chris, Chris, you were talking. You know, you were talking about social media just now and, and how much we suck at it. We're on social media fairly often, and but we're we're like, hey, yeah. you know, we're commenting in groups when people are asking questions about kayaks or me no, and him. I, are talking. I hardly ever go to groups. You do, but I hardly and, ever yeah, go to groups. But and then ninety five percent of the time we're talking. We're not talking about the show. We're not talking about what we can do for the show. Like, we're talking about fishing. Like, hey, the weather's like this. I was using this. Why the heck were you using those cheap swim bait hooks? Like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about fishing stuff. So it's hard, to, it's hard to take the time to make a bunch of reels. Um, so no. next year, Chris has a master plan that he's going to clue me in on. And we're going to try to do, like, once a quarter – one full day of shooting stuff like shooting stuff for reels and shooting stuff for our partners and shooting stuff with our sponsors, you know, merchandise and things like that. And just try to do it like over a weekend and then spread that out over a few months and just do it every once in a while. But we're going to, we'll see how it all goes. You You know, one of the ones that I really enjoyed was the one you did about, um, and I mentioned it on the intro about filming and shooting and all that. And you had two of the top guys that do it, and they were going all over with the settings and all that. And I could not stop laughing every time I said at the end, Chris is like, I just put it in auto mode. That's it. Auto, <laughs> I'm just going to put it in auto mode. I ain't messing oh, with that. that. Okay. That was, yeah, that was a photography, um, yeah, photography episode one, yeah. with yep. Ben Maldonado, who is yep. actually a, a, an acclaimed you know, filmmaker himself. I believe yep. he's, he's done really, really well. And I say acclaimed, he's acclaimed within the, the the network that that you know we reside in he's known um but ben, then, ben he legitly went to film school like yeah. he legit yeah, graduated no, no. from film school yeah and i think and i then, remembered somebody's like you guys i think one of them not got seriously offended but got like i don't know who like chris or do one of you said something like oh you guys chris. know a little bit I'm like the guy was like <laughs> ben was like dude i went to school what are yeah, you i went to film school oh I no 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 i said from i said, film school I said, uh, you went to class. Yeah. yeah you went you to class, class for this. I said, you went to class for this. He goes, uh, I went to film school. I graduated college. Yes. I mean, he, yeah, he said it with a little attitude, you know, man, he was a little bit ticked off about that, but we, we fish with Ben, so we can mess with him like that. Like yeah, if no, you, if you episode. don't have thick skin, you cannot hang around the bro staff at all. You will get, I mean, it's not it's as bad rough, as KBN. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as bad as KBN, but it can be pretty rough. Like, well, it, you, you KBN is skin. KBN because it, you know it's everybody from everywhere. It's just more like keyboard warriors. Like I, I've, I, I still don't know how people get upset at that. Like I've seen guys just go at it. I'm like, dude, it's, it's just keyboard. It's, it's why are you gonna they're probably like, new to social media. Yeah, it's like it's why are you taking it sensitive. seriously? They're just bro staff. You guys are all there, you know. Yeah, we're not sensitive. Yeah, at all. <laughs> but let me ask I you mean, this: my now. nipples you... are sometimes sensitive. <laughs> Here we go. Now let me ask you this: as far as now that you've you you really built a community, you really built a cult following. You really you seem to be one of the go to outlets for people to learn to do uh, saltwater kayak fishing and all that. Has that changed your perspective as far as, you know, do you feel a sense of responsibility now 
to the community saying, hey, not that you're going to change who you are or anything like that, but more like, hey, you know, I got people now asking me how to do this, how to do that. And has anything in your mentality changed about how you interact with the community as your uh, brand has grown? Chris, you want to go first? Um, You know, I can say that I absolutely have not changed at all. Um, the type of person that I am, the, the, the way that I speak to people, uh, the way I interact with folks, what you see. And I, you know, you want to know why is because for the past 23 years, I've gone to work actually past 20, let's say 21, because the last three years have been completely different, right? Yeah. Work life has just changed dramatically for people. But yep. for 21 years, I had to go to work every single day with my shirt tucked in. You know, I had to speak to people in one tone, one manner. Yep. And and this is what we call stuffed shirt mentality, right? And whenever I step out of that stuffed shirt mentality, I just want to be myself again. And so I don't give anybody any um, any excuses as to, to who I am. And I don't, I really have a hard time changing that. So it doesn't mean that, you know, being on a podcast or um, speaking to more people doesn't change. Oh, something you probably don't know about me, Armando, and this is one of, another reason why. Um, I've been an entertainer since 1997. And That's a wide term. That, what, do, what do you mean by entertainer? At the exactly. cabaret. Yeah, that's, 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 what, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, what do you that's mean why, by that's why he didn't want to tell his nickname? <laughs> that's like saying Instagram model. Like, yeah, uh, it's a... nah, 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 nah. I've been a DJ, right? Um, uh, cool. And in all different facets of uh, entertainment, as far as your, the largest event I ever DJed at was over five thousand people, and oh. being being um, that type of person outgoing you know you get that energy sometimes and you're like i don't want to let go of that you know but social media you know you talked about the keyboard warriors and stuff like that i try to avoid those dudes at all cost yeah um drew knows i can get my juices flowing pretty quick and i get pretty heated and so i don't want to you know. i don't want to get <laughs> yeah well you should have seen back in the day, man, when oh, I yeah. first discovered social media. Drew was there whenever I first started interacting on Facebook, and it was we had no to point, kick no, man. Uh, we had to kick same Chris here, out of the group chat a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he got booted from the group chat fairly often. I back, say back what I day. want, when I want, how I want, and it, you know, it. I don't fit the mold for you know your your typical. We want to. We want this guy to promote for us, but. Then again, I kind of do, um, because I guess being an av avid outdoorsman, fisherman, um, great promoter as far as being at shows, man, I love to talk, and in real life, that that's, that's where you shine. Thing that drives, that's where you yeah, shine. I love to talk in real life, man. I love to go to shows, but I've been going to to um, what what do we call it like marketing shows since since the nineties, man, like. Uh, where where trade shows? That's the word I'm looking for. Trade shows since the '90s, where I mean, Drew's so young; they probably never had those things. They were already on the internet. 
I went to trade shows and flea markets. I mean, but I, I wasn't like you, like at certain. A trade City, show is not synonymous VCRs. with flea market. Like, <laughs> that's that's why Circuit City. That's why modern day shuttles. That's why modern day shuttles crash because none of you guys learned how to set VCR clocks. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean <laughs> at all. Like but, that's that's a weird that I get what he's saying. That's the weird part about it. Like I totally get it. Like I would have I would have said like no, I don't get it, but I actually do get what he's saying. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Armando, you're kind of old like that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is lying to y'all a little bit though. Like he he's saying okay, that let's he's hear been it. the same person, but he Chris has toned it down a lot. He's, he's going to say I've actually, I have, maybe, maybe I You've have toned it bit. down. Like I, I'm not I've had to send you messages and I'm like, Hey dude, don't get a uh, Facebook ban because we need to promote the show. Like <laughs> chill out on what you're saying, but you get you a burner account to yeah, unleash well, all that. <laughs> that's true. He could just, he could get a burner. I just don't account. get on there anymore. But, um, I, me, I don't think, like, I kind of feel a responsibility towards some of our partners. Um, but a lot of our partners are on board because they liked what me and Chris were doing when we didn't have any partners at all. Um, like, we weren't working with people. They they liked um, the way that we worked. And I've talked about this online, and I've talked about this in different different episodes and stuff. But I've, I've kind of changed. I mean... I've been kayaking since 2006 though. Like I've, we've been, me and Chris have been in the game and fishing together for past probably 10, 11, 12 years. Um, and I was homeboy. It's, it's been a lot longer. It's been longer than that. I think. I don't know. When you think, when you think about it, like 2011, well, yeah, that was 11 years ago. So yeah, that was about when we, we started 2010, 2011, when we started hanging out. But, um, I was just so gung ho to work with any company. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to be one of those tw- get 20% off and hashtag yeah. everything for everybody. Um, I was the so epitome wanting, of bro staff. Yeah. I wanted to be on a team. You know, I worked with a few companies um, and I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And then I would post about how great this is. And this is the ultimate fishing machine. And, Everything's so awesome about this kayak. Everything's so awesome about this rod holder. This cup holder is the best cup holder ever. Like everything was, you know, the companies that I I worked with are absolutely top notch. Where now having partners that have products, but also having listeners who count on mine and Chris's um, word on what we are saying works... Um, because me and Chris both fish tournaments too. Um, I've had a really good year this year. Chris has had a lot of good years in the past, but whenever we in say, the past. <laughs> yeah, you had a crappy year this year, so, but, and we've talked about that, but if, if me or Chris say that this product is better than this product or that product, it's meant that we've spent extended time using all three. Um, well, there's going to be some reasons why. Yeah, and, and we're going to give you the reasons why. Whereas in the past, when we didn't have the show, you know, didn't really have anybody listening to us other than, you know, our friends who followed us on Facebook and people in Facebook groups and stuff. It was just XYZ is the best product ever. 
you know, use XYZ, use the code blah, blah, blah to get 20% off. Where now, I mean, I think I can speak for both me and Chris. We don't even really talk about products. We, we talk about how excited we are about the new products, but we won't even give our, you know, opinion on a product for three, four, five months after having it and actually using it because we want our opinions to hold some weight. Like we want to be, not that we are experts, but if we're talking about something, we want to be an expert Informed. on that product that we're yeah. talking about and have real world, real world experience with other products in that same area. So that, that's what's changed you know, a lot for me. Yeah. You know how um, we always, there's, there's these times when, when new products coming out from like, let's, let's go ahead and put pure fishing out there. Um, and I'll go ahead and use the name Abu Garcia. And when new product is coming out from that company, Drew will get all kinds of shakes, right? I mean, it's like, it's like he's done seen the crack and he's a crack addict and he just can't help himself. He I'm about to it. order three Xenon tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm dead serious. I'm about to order three new Xenon eggs tomorrow. But we still talk about, for instance, I, I may have some brand new reels that I just couldn't wait to buy. And I told this world, man, I can't wait to get my hands on these reels. But I won't stop talking about the reels that I've had for the past three years that I use every time I fish, you know, um, and I'll, I'll continue to tell you why that reel, that specific reel is so damn good, even though I've had 12 different reels in the same amount of time. Um, it's just like those guys with the old greenies, man, that just uh, just absolutely love to still throw those things every single day. Um, and I think we had an episode on that. Like, why do we have like brand favorites, you know, mm. and stuff like that. But loyalty and upgrading but, and stuff like that. But I know exactly what Drew is referring to as like the, that that feeling you get whenever you first join a company and you're like, oh, I got to start posting about this stuff. You know, um, it's the absolute best lure, you know, ever. You got to try this. Use this discount code. You know, Taco, Mister Taco Twenty. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> well, percent off, and they've only had the you want lure some notoriety. For, yeah, they've only had the lure for one trip, and they caught like two fish on it, yeah. and now they're posting the same pick like seven I, times, saying how great I, this is. And that's a great I, point not, that I wanted to add. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm not going to lie. I I did it a couple times, like back in back in the beginning of my man's days, and man, I felt dirty. I felt dirty, <laughs> I and then my mean, friends. Yeah. And then my friends came right at me, dude. And they were, like, I started getting pictures of uh, them drinking like a soda, but they put a wrap on it and it said man's Kool-Aid on it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. Uh-uh, I'm not doing that shit again. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I wanted to touch on because, I'm, and, you know, I, I think we're both in the same position, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I personally don't, live out of this now i have my sponsor douglas ward and i do get free rods i and i do get some money uh then i can't how long you've been using douglas rods i've been using them for two years now okay two um, years did they approach you i approached them because the brian okay. schiller the og uh well we call him the og of uh, uh, paddle and finn got me told me about it i ordered them i tried them and i was you know, I was at that point where I realized 
three rods ain't going to do it for me. I will always thought like, oh, yeah, all I need is one rod. Then as I got more into kayak fishing and all that, oh, no, I need two. Ah. Then I feed three. And I was like, okay, I realize now that I'm just going to be this guy that's going to carry as many rods that I can. And I want to be specialized. So I look for a brand that I like, but I also didn't want to go with the brand that's already established. I wanted to go with something that this is quality, something that I trust, but at the same time, it's not St. Croix, it's not G. Loomis, because they're already established. And I wanted to help out a company Listen up, that folks. I can say, hey, if they grow, I was part of it, instead of something that Listen was established. Up, folks. If Drew was near his uh, little keyboard thingy, he'd do the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. So but for all of you going, guys Going that back are, to that, you know, none of us live out of that. Um, I, you know, going back to Douglas, I chose him because I really trust the rods. But I've always, you know, talking myself into doing this, I've always thought I'm never going to be that guy that says, if you are a real fisherman, you have to use this product. Or if you, and that's something I talk with Douglas, it's like, listen, I'm not going to do this. Now I have the rods and, and, I'll, and if I, you know, I like them. And I'm going to speak to what I like about it. Um, but I'm not going to be that guy that's that's going to put down people just to say, like, you're not a serious angler unless you use this product. I think that's disrespectful because, it's, first of all, it's not factual. Anybody can be a serious angler, you know, but maybe they can't afford it. So it kind of puts people down that maybe their budget doesn't allow them to buy a $400 rod. So why am I going to make them feel like crap? Because I'm saying, so there's that balance. Now, what I'm really wanting to head into this is like, I don't live out of this. This is not my job. This is not what brings home the bread. I'm assuming it's the same for you guys. This so, cost us money, homie. Like, <laughs> I just dropped a thousand dollars. Look, it just makes is, my cost a little bit easier, but it yeah. still costs me more than what I make. This is but, like the first part of what he started talking about whenever he started yeah. talking about working with Doug, Douglas. And that's why I mentioned the pro tip, because people listen up. If you're interested in fishing seriously, it costs money. And that's true. don't be shame. Don't be afraid and don't be full of shame just because you need a little help to get it done. And going to some of these companies, if if you're serious and you can actually do something in the industry for yourself and for other people, they'll see value in you and they'll yeah. see value in the things that you do and they'll be glad to have you on their teams. So whether you approach them or they approached you, I like the fact that you came right out and said, look, I can't afford to do, well, you didn't say it like that, but you're like, you're like, look, I don't make a living off of this and it costs me money. So if I can get help, you know, I can't do it with three rods. I need 85 <laughs> and <laughs> 85 rods cost a lot of money. So, you know, Douglas Rods, great company. I believe in them. So I went to them and said, hey, look, can you finance 82 of them? Because I already have three. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but it's going going back to that point, is that, that to me is like the, like, I, A, I don't want to put people down and say, like, you're not, like, you're not a good or serious angler unless you choose this product. That's not necessarily true. There's a lot of great rod companies. Douglas is not the only great rod company. And I say like rods are like uh, like your favorite beer, your favorite wine, or your favorite piece of art. 
doesn't matter how much it is. If if it, if you love it and you like it and it works for you, that's the best one there is. You know, some people will swear by by sticks. You know, <laughs> they'll say like, "Oh no, sticks is because it works for me. It's durable. It won't break," which they won't. <laughs> you know, so for them, that's their best deal. You're talking about like that's ugly what they sticks. Love doing it. Yeah, ugly sticks. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna say. So it, fishing, it, baby. <laughs> it, it's that different it's so i'm never going to be you know somebody that's going to put down the community in order to sell a product i also don't think and you, you can tell me what your thoughts on it on this is like what is what do you the word sellout gets thrown out so much and to me the way i de define somebody that's selling out is that you're promoting something whether it's a service or a product that you yourself would not invest on or because you don't believe in it that to me and that's it's interesting because going back to ugly sticks there could be people out there i could say hey you know what i love i genuinely love ugly sticks they're i love it because they're durable and by the way they are durable so that's my favorite rod and i'm and i get a sponsorship with them i wouldn't call that a sellout although most people say oh that's with that crappy no that's because Regardless of where that product lands in the upper echelon, it's more of like, does the person that's promoting it believe in that product? Now, you can have nobody that is promoting St. Croix or G. Loomis is going to be accused of being a sellout because we all know those are some of the biggest companies. Now, we're at the top of the line. Yeah, but let's just say I'm somebody that I don't like G. Loomis and I think it's overpriced. And all of a sudden, I get a sponsorship out of it, and now I'm promoting it. To me, that's that that is the definition of a sellout. Somebody that sells something, regardless of of the, how good or bad the product is, it's if you don't believe in it, and now you're promoting it to your followers. Because at the end of the day, your followers are the ones that are helping you get promoted, and now you're feeding them something that you yourself don't believe in. That's what I I define as a sellout. I would I would add add on <clears throat> top of that that uh not not just you know something that you don't believe in you should not promote things that you have not used that you have That's not true. put through its paces that you have not you know taken out for half a season that you know you haven't even had on the water um I, i'm i'm all fully in agreement with the the sellout for items that you don't believe in um but one thing, you know, for me and Chris that has really helped us is we made it a point whenever we started talking to partners um, and sponsors for our show, we did not want to be pigeonholed into small little sectors. Like we did not want to sign with mm -hmm. a bait company, like someone who makes soft plastics. Like we did not want to sign with a soft plastics company at a Corpus or at a Houston or, or something like that because we would be forced to talk about a product that we may or may not love every everything about it. So luckily we're able to work with Pure Fishing which has, you know, Abu Garcia, Penn, has Berkeley which has tons of baits and everything. Yeah. So we really do get to talk about and emphasize the stuff that we're using on a daily basis. Well, 
weekend basis for me, but on, on a frequent basis, same thing with, you know, we work with Mariner sales, Mariner sales has every kayak brand except for Jackson, I think under, under their roof, they have everything. So we have an opportunity to talk about, you know, yak attack products, yak gadget products, uh, FPV power batteries. Like we have a opportunity to talk about all the things that we actually truly believe in. And I think, if guys are listening to this and, you know, please just don't, don't be like me whenever I was younger and I, me and Chris like to joke, it's, it's those fishermen that have the NASCAR hashtags. They have 23 hashtags on there for, you know, companies that they're going to give you 10% off. Like work hard, get your name out there. If you get out there enough and if you put, quality content and it doesn't sometimes just consistent content it don't even have to be like awesome awesome quality just consistent you can get with the bigger and better companies that you don't have to sell out for um so don't 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 sell yourself short just just to get that first sponsor so you can have a jersey and throw some uh jerseys are expensive and stuff on there jerseys are expensive man I'm about to buy some for next year. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Chris? What are your thoughts on that subject? Well, you know what about that hashtag thing, Drew? Is my hashtags are stupid. You know, <laughs> I'll be using hashtags like "is going" hashtag "is going down" like "doo doo brown." You know, ain't nobody gonna <laughs> click on that and find out <laughs> what that, that takes you is to a for. whole different spot. <laughs> yeah. in, in Dark Instagram. web, right there. Just yeah. <laughs> whole different spot oh. that's why the midgets keep coming up on my instagram feed because of chris's <laughs> hashtags hey bro that that is so not pc <laughs> we um, lost drew for a second here. go ahead chris drew, well drew has diverticulitis he got belly problems so he probably gotta go <laughs> he didn't you know, flush down due to brown um, what what was the question again? Okay, so what what is uh, uh, your opinion out. on selling, selling out? Where do you draw the line on? I was actually called a sellout this year. Really? And by none other. Your mic is not working, sir. You're still on mute. For who? For what company? My mic? No, no. Drews was working. Oh, Drews okay. was out. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, that a company called me a sellout. A person called me a sellout. And the person was something very near and dear to oh, both Oh, I heard Drew. I just heard this story before you got in from Did somebody you? else. From Dustin. I think I fits the same story. Nah, this was in private. Um Jess called me a sellout this year. Tournament director? No, Jess uh Saltside Jess. Saltside Saltside Jess is who does our commercials for us on, oh. on the paddler's playbook and it just so, so happens back, to relax be relax and enjoy the paddle <laughs> that's that's salt side jess so is that okay so that's your wife or drew's wife i know it's that is drew's my, fiance okay that yeah. fiance okay that's whatever and okay. and uh she's just been a great friend to me ever since we met a great person and i really enjoy being around her but this year she called me a sellout for getting a motorized kayak Yes, she did. She called you smooth out. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess that's one way of selling out because I have always been about the paddle life and maybe even the pedal life. Okay. But um, 
uh, and I even told people at the beginning, I was like, look, I'm doing this for science. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, it was, it was fun, but, uh, we're, we're going to sell that kayak and move on to something different. Um, Drew, I like the way you put it as far as, you know, working with companies that have multiple brand representation, because so many people have asked me, you know, not only have I been fishing for a long time, but I've been kayaking for a long time. And they've said, if you've been fishing and you've been successful and you've been kayaking and you love it and you're always out there doing it, why aren't you represented by a brand like Hobie? And I said, well, why would I want to pigeonhole myself? I love using Hobie. Okay. I, at one time I had probably every single Hobie you, that was ever made. Why would I want to pigeonhole myself and have to only use one type of kayak or one brand of kayak whenever I usually have three or four different brands at one time? Um, and I like them all. There's different things that I love about all of them. So working with a company that can afford me the opportunity to continue trying all the different brands really so that I can have fun with them because they're honestly boy toys, man toys, sorry, they're man toys, but I can also talk to people about them, right? People like our listeners on our show and on your show. Um, We get to bring a lot of experience whenever it comes to kayak brands Chris, I'm Chris is not joking when he says like he's had every Hobie, <laughs> At, from the Revo to the Tandem Island to the. Uh, well, I well, never had a Tandem Island, but I I had, a, I had an Adventure Island. Uh, Adventure Island, sorry, you had the Adventure yeah. Island, and then I myself, man, I've been through probably thirty kayaks. Really? Over? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Me and Chris were both really, really bad about. Just going and getting one, having it three or four months, selling it, getting a new one, have it three or four I months. I would say probably it, closer a to one. a year. Six months, would, a year. But I do like two or three at a time. Like I'd, yeah. I'd buy two or three and then I'd use them for a year and then I'd be like, yo, you know what? I want to try this other one. So I'd sell what I have and then buy the other ones. Um, I'm not, a, you know, the only kayak that I've absolutely been in love with and to this day still use is the Tarpon series kayaks. The Tarpon 160 is one of my favorites. But as far as, man, I kind of have a hard time with the whole sellout thing. I don't think I've ever really used that term, man. Uh, We don't hang out with people like that, though. That's the thing. I guess not. I guess that's... Well, yeah, no, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure you don't, but, like, that that's easy. You, you can easily avoid those people. But having social media, you know, having, you know, keyboard warriors come up and... and Actually... You know, and, I, and, even, I, and even if it's not... It's not about people calling you. It's within yourself. Like, how do you feel? Like, what were your internal... What were your conscience... I actually just, conscience I just thought of something. Yeah. I just thought of something. There was a time when... Um, the pro staff movement just exploded, right? There was actually a company out there that would do nothing but uh, promote for pro staff. I can't remember the name of that company. There, you, had, you, filled out, you filled out an application, and then they hooked you up with different companies. Yeah. It was like and a they, dating. It's like a date. It was Tinder for pro staff. Is basically it was what Tinder it was. for pro like, staff. Is what swipe yeah. left if you want to swipe right. for the, I don't even know which way you're supposed to swipe. I, I haven't been around. Sure Tinder, you but. do. You sound like a pro there, buddy. Yeah, I just, You go right or left. <laughs> it sounded like you went swipe. down that rabbit hole, and then wait a minute. Like I have to... 
How do oh, I yeah, yeah. I better stop here. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just say I don't know how what. Uh, He's like Tinder. What's though. Tinder? I don't know what that is. That's my. That's steak. the way I like my brain. steak. <laughs> but so back then there was there was uh, there was a lot of selling out. Okay, because everybody yeah. wanted to be a part of the pro staff, and that's kind of where honestly. The term bro staff came from, but I digress. Let me talk about this first. There were companies like, okay, Carrot Sticks, notorious, notorious for bringing people into their group that had never used their product before, ever. And then all of a sudden, everyone was a Carrot Stick pro staffer. Do you remember that, Drew? Mm -hmm. Is that a real company, Carrot Sticks, or you made up? It used to be. It used really? to be, yeah. All yep. their all their rods were uh, orange, orange. Well, most yeah. of them they were orange, and they were white and orange. Really? Yep. Never heard of. Yep. So, uh, well, this was I don't know, five six years ago, probably mm-hmm. maybe even longer. I don't know, but um, anyway, Armando, that to was equate probably... it to something, it's kind of like the Wu tungsten, but yeah, yeah. That, I was gonna go there, thing. like Wu tungsten. Yeah, that sounds like a freshwater thing. It is. Yeah. When you throw it, you go, woo, Tuxton. I imagine the they're line. going for the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> angle. I don't know. So, Wu-Tang Tuxton ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> oh, God. So now back to the bro staff thing. So during that time period, um, there was a lot of old school anglers that were legit promotional staff or professional staff for these companies out there. And they got, they started to get sick and tired of the pro staff. Um, you know, try this. It's, you know, and use my discount code. And so they came up with this term bro staff and drew, I think he came up with the idea of it. He's like, yo dude, we want, let's use the term bro staff, but let's flip it. Let's get rid of the negative connotation and make it about brotherhood rather than, you know, um, a discount <laughs> on yeah. product. And and so we did. We stole that term. And honestly, um, we're going to do more with that term. We just haven't gotten off our proverbial fat butts to do it. Um, although mine's proverbial, Drew's isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's my belly. Again with the shots. It's my belly. It's not Anytime, my butt. Anytime, any chance he gets. It, it's a, uh, if it makes him feel better, I just let it happen. You know, uh, I'm okay. I'm just, with it. I'm just, I'm just jealous, man. That's I'm all secure in my full bodiness. I can't keep my pants up to save my life. <laughs> oh, you should see my. Youth. I mean, my. That's funny you said that because we were going through my uh, GoPro footage and I'm like, <laughs> Jessica was like, "Pull your pants up, God dang! You can't even get a good, a good. You can't even put that out from the back. As soon that, as you stand that, up, doesn't that suck though? Like you set up your cameras perfect and then you got to stand up to land the yeah. fish, and all you get is crotch shots for like yeah. a full oh. minute and a half, two minutes. Okay, quick plug here because we're just talking about not selling out or anything, but I just set up the um, Yak Attack Boomstick. Oh, that's a good one. Dude, it is it is great. It it has enough, um, the base has enough, I don't want to say 
Heft. The bass, yeah, it's hefty enough on the bass yep. where it doesn't flex really bad, and it's tall enough where you don't have to get an angle too far away from your boat where, you know, it looks like you're feeling seasick watching it because the yep. the bar is going up and down, up and down, up and down. Although the GoPro 10 with the horizontal or the horizon leveling helps out a lot with that, though. But that boomstick is legit. I mean, I finally really got to put it through its paces, and that so boomstick is ever, awesome. Have you ever, did you ever have the old boomstick? Uh, no. I had a okay. ram mount that I added I like have, 10 dog bones to, and that did not work out. <laughs> I have the I have the original, and I don't know if there are any videos out there that compare the original to the new one. And I thought about doing that um, because the original boomstick there is so much that they've improved on in the new boomstick, man. And well, it, I think it's mainly the lock and load system. For some things. No, yeah, the lock and load not. system it's, has helped a lot. It's not just the lock the and load system mounting. though. It's, well, I'm just it's saying almost, like the heft of it. Well, yeah, sure. You're not just relying on, on a Ram ball or a ball mount, um, which is what it used to be. It used to be a peg and a ball mount, I think. No, mm-hmm. there was a yep. there was a like a turret system on it too, or not a turret, whatever they call it, um, sprocket, uh, gidget gadget. I don't know adjustable knobby thingy. Yeah, <laughs> but the the new the new boomstick is really awesome. So let me ask you this: now that um, we we talked a little bit about your podcast and and how you got started and all that and what you want to do with it and the pro staff and all that, which again, big props to you guys for really building something in that resonates with the community. And I see it on, you know, talking to saltwater guys down there. Um, You know, there seems to be like this real connection with the community that is not superficial. It cannot be measured by algorithms. How did, what did you find in kayak fishing that made you, feel the need to like share it and build a community around it. I've always said, and and we talked about it a little bit in our episode, Armando, I'm all for people doing things that keeps them from acting crazy uh, in their real life when they're around me at the grocery store or they're driving (laughs) their car or, you know, uh, I I go to a place that they're working at and they're in a good mood to to help me out. Um, Kayaking for me because I have a fairly stressful job, I'm I'm talking with dealing with issues, you know, eight hours a day while I'm at work. Um, kayak fishing to me is a very very active way of relaxing. Um, and why you, when you're out there kayak fishing, it takes your mind away from yeah. you. You can't focus on other things while you're kayak fishing, or you're not going to be successful, and you're not really going to enjoy it unless you just want to go float around. You don't care about catching any fish, but if you want to go catch fish, like you have to actively be engaged in everything. And that's what I want to share with people. And me and Chris have always had, you know, the same type of thought pattern. Whenever we were putting together episodes, we want to make people's day on the water more comfortable because we want them to enjoy it because we want them to do it more. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty simple. Like that's, that's why we put out content. We want people to catch fish. We don't want people to have to jack with, 
rods and reels that that aren't going to hold up for them. We want to give them tips on baits that have worked for us that we think will work for them. We don't want them to have to struggle as much. We still want them to have to struggle now. We're not going to be selling spots on Patreon or anything like that. Like <laughs> We still want you to struggle a little bit because that, that's part of the process. Yeah. But we want them to enjoy it, enjoy being out there on the water, not going crazy, having road rage. Like do they people need to find an outlet and kayak fishing is one of those great outlets, but it can also be very frustrating if you don't know what you're doing out there. So we want to try to help educate and entertain folks so they can have better time out there on the water. That's awesome. Chris, what about you? This sounds all very wonderful, Drew, and I feel so relaxed. And Don't ruin it now. And <laughs> I, I'm not. This is this is my real voice, and this is the way I speak to people on a daily basis. It's amazing and calming, oh, relaxing. Just listen to my voice. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say something a little bit on the opposite spectrum here, but before I do... I'm going to tell you about a really good fishing partner of mine. His name is Dennis Galvin. He is a librarian, and he's probably one of the most chill people I know in my entire life. But he never, like Drew, would like to get up early in the morning and go fishing. I still and don't like every, to. Every time I hear the intro for your podcast, by the way, I, I just... I just get I'm upset. I'm not getting up that. You, at the butt crack to, yeah. of dawn. <laughs> I just get upset. I get all rage, and then uh, then I listen to the episode and calm down. But go ahead, Chris. I digress. Once again, so he almost he, died. He, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I used to get Dennis up at like 3 a.m. in the morning to get him to go fishing with me, and he'd be like, Chris, why again are we getting up at freaking 3 a.m. in the morning? And it took about four or five times for me to take him fishing while the sun is coming up and while all of the earth's creatures are starting to wake up and become vibrant. And then he started to realize watching the world awaken is pretty amazing. And it's not like it puts me into a happy place. It honestly makes my heart start to race. I like adrenaline, man, and I'm all for getting out there and doing something crazy. That's why I started getting into it. That's what I really like to bring to the 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 sport. I know we didn't talk about this whenever you were on. You you know we had that discussion about what we like to do for the sport and all that. Yeah. I got more into the analytics of what the sport actually means, but I like doing crazy stuff, dude. I will go out there and paddle a kayak for 20 plus miles and go somewhere absolutely ludicrous just to say I did it. Doing offshore excursions, bro, I was like in heaven. I'm like a hundred foot of water below me and I can't see it. What's down there going to jerk me out of the kayak? Let's do it. I'm done with those days. (laughs) Going down falls, bro, let's go. So you, know, you just you want people to experience that same type of rush that you you experience. It's it's well, living, man. I'll tell you that. All of it. All yeah, the, just all of it from from the earth being dead asleep all the way to you know doing something crazy that makes you almost poop your pants. You know? It's let's do it. it it's it's fun. 
and you know you're talking about the the birds waking up and and the craziness of it there there is something to be said about you know it's the water is so calm everything's calm and then all of a sudden it's like hook set thermal convection man chaos like and then just chaos ensues <laughs> as soon as you hook that big fish it's like your drag screaming like like i was i was watching the video from this weekend you know hook the fish boom drag screaming i'm trying to turn on a camera i'm trying to flip the other one around i'm looking for trying to grab my net and then i'm getting my fish grips and my little walkie-talkie goes flying in the water my brother's on his walkie-talkie going come in submarine is this submarine come in submarine because it's at the bottom of the bay now um and then after the fish gets in and it's released everything's calm again it's like calm 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 chaos Calm, 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 chaos. If it's a good day, so that calm and chaos, like that—that's that's a good mix. That that's just enough, like serotonin going, just enough craziness for me. Anything more than that, I don't know. Like I'd be on edge all day long. You know, there's a lot of different aspects of of doing this though. That it's not just the adrenaline. It's not just the fishing. It's not just the paddling and serenity. It's not just the landscape. It's not just, uh, there's so many layers, man. And it's more than an onion to peel that sucker back. Um, it's also the, the connections that you make with the people. Um, it's the conversations that you have with those people. It's, um, it's the people that have never heard about what it is that you're doing, that you're sharing a story at a table at work where you're, you know, you got a 30 everybody minute break. thinks you're crazy because you go and everybody thinks i'm nuts bro I ch- this one guy at work i mean he's like a 60 year old engineer and he's like man i've really been thinking about getting one of those kayaks i said well buddy i got a couple for sale let me send you the listing i send them the listing he's like what in the i didn't know them things were three thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> so then he run, uh, yeah. absolutely thought i was nuts that I had a kayak that was worth $3,000. And I was like, dude, it's $3,000 used, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's not even new price. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, not even new price. It keeps yeah. going up. Every time I look at them, they just keep it going does, up. man. It, they, they're getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, there are so many facets to, you know, different layers to peel back on, on kayaking and fishing. But I, I think, like I said, Chris, though, I, you can agree, like, we do the show to be inter- informative, entertaining, but also try to make your time on the water better. Yeah. I just love telling stories and talking. <laughs> just get it out of your mind and into the world. <laughs> hey, Armando. Out in the you podcast. Know, you, know what, you know what I, uh, I've always said about what, what's the best way to recharge your batteries? You know, whenever whenever you have batteries, like, do you have an electric kayak? No, I just not, and okay. not that I'm against it. I just all right. Well, what I about what it. about? Do you have rechargeable batteries at your house? Any type of yeah, rechargeable yeah, the lithiums don't for electronics stuff okay. like that. Yeah, lithiums. You know, it used to be nickel cambium was really bad about this, but you had to really drain that battery all the way down to zero in order to get a really good full charge. That yeah. was the best way to that was the best way to recharge your battery. Well, you know what? Your body's the same way, buddy. Yeah. So whenever it comes to recharging, 
you should drain that sucker all the way down. How about those days when you've been out fishing on the kayak and you spent all day long and you're like, I don't think I could paddle another stroke. And you go home, how do you sleep that night? Oh, like a baby. Like a freaking baby, man. And you don't even <laughs> remember what being a baby's like. <laughs> but you see, sleep dead to the world. See, Chris, this is this is why, like, we've got people talking about, about the show because they said that they, they enjoy it because they get to hear the yin and the yang. They get to hear both sides of the story. Well, we ain't going to talk you, about your yang, bro. Well, you're talking about paddling 20 miles and you sleep good. Man, I'm hitting my motor on my autopilot and taking a melatonin and I'm sleeping just as good, bro. Like, you can have that. That is not why I'm in it. You you can go. Well, I still, I still got to take drugs, too, but want. I got to take drugs for my other lithium. things. <laughs> I ain't messing with that. This is, you know, this is the interesting part because this is the part, like, on the podcast, you know, we, we joked that Chris sounds like the old man. But really, on the water, it seems like Drew is the old guy. Like, he doesn't want to get up early. Oh, for this sure. guy. He this doesn't guy want here. to do this. He doesn't want to do that. Like, Look, 100%. Man. I'm not about that grind, baby. I'm not about that. I'm about, let's there, make this as easy as possible. Armando, there was this, this, there's a lot of places that Drew is just now learning how to fish, okay? Because he used to be the type that would just go to one spot. <laughs> and that wasn't, wasn't a far very, paddle from the launch. It was not far from the launch whatsoever. I'm talking 20 yards, 30 yards. and uh, 100 yards to get around said, that cut. I know where you're talking about. I said, look, let me take you to this, this, uh, this place in Freeport, man, because you don't have to go very far at all. And you can start catching fish. <laughs> That's when we went over to Old Swan, man. And mm-hmm. you were like, dude, I like this. Yeah. I barely had to go just right there. I didn't have to go around the corner to catch fish, man. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I'm I'm going there. You know, like I'm going to fish to relax more than anything. Unless it's a tournament. Like if then if it's a tournament, like I'll grind. We can grind all day long. Like the last last tournament. Me and Chris both fished in 30-mile-an-hour winds. It was cold. We grinded it out all day. Like we. you remember the first tournament we ever fished together in? Mm, no. Which one was it? All right. So the first tur- – we weren't partnered up, but we fished the same tournament, and we fished together, um, or we launched together. But it was um, the, the showdown, the South Texas showdown. Oh, yeah. And – and it was at Fence Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember. We fished, we fished Fence Lake. So we all launched, and by 11 o'clock, Drew disappeared. And we're like, damn, where the hell did Drew go? Like, he's gone. We can't find him anywhere. Later on, I get in touch with Drew. I'm like, bro, where where did you go? And he was like, man, y'all were doing too much. <laughs> He's like, y'all were too far away. I went. I went He's to like, the first I had to lake. Get the hell out of that. Yeah, I blew out a few fish, and I was I was done. But I also, you know, I was also definitely not as confident in my own skills and finding fish um, as I am now. Back because that had to be like five or six years ago. Like that was a that was a while that back. Was, that was yeah, that was like six or seven years ago. Yeah, that had to be a while. I, w- I wasn't confident in my. And own you didn't have a motor there. then either. That's very true too. 
and I didn't have pedals. So it took me a while to get pedals. Like I had a PA was my first pedal drive and that was like six years ago. And it's been all down here. What do you there. what do you fish out of, Armando? I don't I don't even know what you fish out of. Uh PA fourteen, three sixty. I need I need y'all, I need y'all's help <laughs> on what what I should get from my boat next year. I, I don't know. You don't need our help. I don't know what I want though. I really don't. Well, the most that's look. something we don't want to get ourselves like we do I'm sure Chris, because you know, you're closer to Chris and obviously than I am, but you know, I don't Chris doesn't want to get in trouble with your wife because you're his <laughs> input because you're gonna blame Chris. Like, well, Chris told me to buy this kayak. Oh I yeah, hundred percent. Chris's fault. It's gonna be Chris's fault. <laughs> but our, our our partner our partner over at Mariner Sales hooks us up. Um, Duke Trent. Yeah, they Great they person. hook us up, so we kind of get to pick pick what we want. You want to you want to talk that for a little bit, man? Like, what what would be your next kayak that you? Yeah, what is going to be your next kayak? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So, what are you going to be? Like, so, so, I mean, I'll be perfectly 100% transparent. I, I have the um, big water right now pedal, or for pedals. So if I'm fishing a tournament where I need to use pedals, I use the big water. I love the big water. Um, it's great for marsh. Standing up and paddling it whenever I'm sight casting, that thing glides through the water really, really well because of the way it's set up. And it's very, very stable. It's pretty efficient. It's fast. It's one of the faster old towns. Um, whenever you're pedaling it, so that, that used is to the be one the that, predator, right? Yes, that is the one that I'm keeping. That that one's staying here. Um, but for all of this year, I've used the autopilot, and I love the autopilot. I love being able just to hit a button, click, click, click. It sucks putting it on the truck. Like it really sucks, and I do not have room for a trailer in my garage. If I had a trailer, I'd get another autopilot. Plus, it's a little yeah. Slow. You don't have a trailer for that autopilot? No, I, I put yeah. it. Well, me and me and my brother, when we're fishing tournaments, um, we take his trailer and we put it on the bottom for that. But if I'm going solo, it goes in the back in the bed of my truck, and that sucks. Like yeah. I can, I, I'm not that tall heavy. either. You know, I'm five eight. It's hard for me to lift that hundred and thirty six yeah. pound whatever just to get it on the T bar to roll it in there. So I'm just trying to figure out something a little bit smaller, um, a little bit lighter for me to load in the back of the truck, but still be able to have something that's motorized. Now, the only thing there is I am very, very hesitant to do a bow mount on anything because guaranteed redfish are going to run around the front of your kayak. Yeah. It's going to happen, and they're going to go underneath and right now with the autopilot, I have for this whole year, nothing has got tied up in my motor. Lucky but, you. But I'm almost positive that if I put a bow mount on there, there's going to be fish loss to that motor, to that trolling motor on the front, um, just because of the way that the, the red fish run whenever they get there. Because they go straight under the front of your kayak almost every single time. And that's let, let me ask you this because I'm and I'm completely ignorant. I haven't fished for redfish in a kayak, but I fished for redfish in the marsh on whatever boat they call it. I know it's not a it's a different type of boat. I forgot the name, but yeah, skiff. Um, so the it really, I mean, to me, a bow mount is not really needed in the sense that if you go to like a bass fishing lake and you got like forty foot 
deep and now you use a bound mount to stay but marshes usually they tend to be really shallow right so you can just stake pole it and don't and don't move right Is that, am i wrong you you can i used to be that guy and you can ask Chris. you've been fishing some deeper water though lately deeper water but we've been even in the shallow marshes that we've been fishing it's a lot more moving a lot, a lot, a lot of moving. Um, Paddle more, cast less, homie. Yeah, and that that's what I've been doing is I'm more confident in finding signs of redfish in areas, knowing which points to hit, knowing, you know, if I'm going to fish the leeward shoreline or the windblown shoreline, and if I'm fishing those, which side of the island is going to be the most productive. So I'm more confident in knowing hey, I'm going to beat the hell out of the backside of this island, and I know that there's going to be a fish there. Whereas before, I would set up mainly at a drain, pull down, and just wait, and just cast and cast and cast. I knew and cast I, I knew I could always come back to that drain. drain that Drew would still be there. <laughs> yeah, that same drain. Where, where now, even in, you know, the shallow marshes, I mean – if you got two foot of water, you can still you can still stand up and sight cast for redfish with the with the autopilot. I mean, I can go all the way down a shoreline, you know, all the way around a lake in most lakes, and and still be able to uh, use use the motor. So, I mean, to me, the motor in when we're talking about the motor on the back, you know, like a Tokido or Newport, that's just to get from point A to point B. Like I have a big lake, I have a big uh trek then you know put that thing down haul ass and get to my spot and once i'm there then i'm just using my paddles uh spot lock they're so slow that to me that's where i was i would think that's more not just to get to point a and b but once you're in point b you know you spot lock and then you don't have to worry about anything else Uh, yes and but the thing that that a lot of bass fishermen unless they're you know, on the West Coast, um, we're also fishing tides and moving water. Oh, that's true. So it's very it's it's very nice to be able just to set my autopilot on like one or two going against the tide, and I'm able to slowly work a shoreline. Whereas if I was coming the other way, I mean the the tide would be pulling me out faster than I want to fish that area. So I can just hit, you know, put it on one half, put it on two, two and a half if it's really ripping. And I can work my way through areas where the tide's coming out of some of these drains or even the wind is blowing across this this lake. And I'm nosing into the wind and I'm able to hit different areas a lot more efficiently when I have that motor. Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, But a motor on the back, I can still do that. Like I could still put it on too. I just have to know. I have to either always be nosing into the wind or, you know, pointing the bow into, you know, opposite of whichever way the tide is going to really hit those. You just got to, you honestly got to go slower. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's more trickier because now the the motor's behind you. So the wind wind hits you, it's going to pivot. It's going to push me side to side, which I want to be able to use, you know, my rudder as well. Um, for drifts whenever I'm not using the motor. So that's why I'm having so much issues because I'm like, man, I want to be able to use my rudder because I want to be able to get on a drift 
whenever I don't need the motor and I'm getting Sounds sideways. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. And I'm drifting this whole shoreline, but I also want to have a motor behind me. Like, but I well, also you can want to get, have a motor they, on the boat. Kayaks have both now. Yeah, th- I mean, they have both, but I don't know which which I want to go to. You'll need to, a trailer unless, for that. <laughs> unless Chris is talking about the Outback, and the only thing about the Outback is the Outback is hard to stand up from. Really? It is, yeah. Oh, well, so the, the seat, I mean, I've, I've the seat on the Outback, you have oh, yeah, even true. at the high, even at the high, um, yeah, that's and that's true. why they had so many issues with the standoffs busting because when you sit back down, the seat is so low, even in the high position, yes. that yep. you that's true. You just come slamming down into the damn seat. Yeah. Um, yes, and especially so, when, when you're as fat as I am, like it in short, it's hard like I, I have to have a rod holder set up is like to pull my fat ass up to stand they have when a, I'm in the outback. They have a seat issue and they need to fix that. They need to fix yeah. that in the next iteration of Outbacks because they've got the Outback dialed in to becoming to it's just such a versatile kayak, man. It is, it is. so good. Um that if they can just get that seat right, I think they're golden. Um the seat is horrible. I can't stand it. And I've had so many Outbacks and I've used them for tournaments for so long and the seat is just uncomfortable and just i'd rather have a saddle again the old school saddle in fact the hobie outback that i'll be using for next year's tournaments my tournament boat is doesn't even have a seat it's goddamn cooler (laughs) that's funny it's a whole lot higher than sitting in that stupid seat so anyway uh yeah that's true drew look man the We all know 100% Hobie Mirage Drive is the best human-propelled drive system that's been developed. There's it's not the most a, efficient. Yeah. Which makes it the best. Um, which makes it the most efficient. But go ahead. <laughs> Prop-driven drives are very inefficient. Yeah. They're uncomfortable because they're a fixed position. You can't, they're uncomfortable to you. I have to agree with Chris on that one. I've I've tried to use the propeller. It's just murder on my knees. I only say that because there's there's a lot of people who will disagree that say that the bicycle, the bicycle was actually better for their, like my knees are not sore after using the bicycle. But if I'm using like that's one of the reasons why I got rid of my. But if you're using the stepper motion, that your knees are sore. Yes, you use more of your glutes. Then it's, your quads and it, it bothers my knee more whenever I had my PA hmm. compared really? to when I had the PDL. Yep, that's funny. Well, yeah, anyway, I'm the opposite. But you know, all these kayaks now come with the same um, mounting configuration on the back and a rudder underneath. Most of them, so you can look at things like the uh, Native Titan, you know, um, Native Propel Max. Um, Honestly, the the native drives, I think they are probably the best rotary drive. Um, wait, oh no. no, no, what? No, it's the the old town. Uh, it's the old town. It's the um. Gosh, man, isn't that what is the name of that damn drive? For old town. Yes. PDL. The PDL. The PDL. Yeah. The PDL. Um, has been the the maintenance free drive, right? 
They're yeah. the ones that go, that are like you know five hundred thousand miles or your money back type shit. Um, so you have a pretty good line of of kayaks to use that have the same mounting configuration for a Torquedo, for NK one eighty, or the new NK three hundred. And you're saying you know oh but the thirty in their conversation we had the other day, you're like oh but we don't have a thirty six volt battery yet. We do. It just, it, they just dropped it like uh, a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. So well, we but, have like a, a 36 volt, I think it's like, I think it's only like 25 amp or something like that. But. Well, but but here's my here's my conundrum with that. I absolutely hate the native drive in the marsh because if you get stuck in the mud, if you get too shallow, you have to line up yeah. the propeller to pull it yeah. up even if you have the little stop where you press drive, it down dude. no it's not because on the old town the whole thing comes up so if i get stuck in oh. the mud or i get you're stuck about, in the grass okay, in the old the town whole yeah. the whole propeller and everything comes up i literally got stuck in my slayer whenever it was the slayer propel i literally got stuck in my slayer for like 20 or 30 minutes i had to jump out you know in freaking knee deep balls deep mud pull my kayak up and move it over to get my drive up because that's how stuck in the mud I ended up getting. Well, so, but none of the old towns have the, have the, um, my mind's blank, the rudder that come down from the bottom, they flip down, which if you have a motor mounted on the back, it's hard to flip that down. Um, whenever you're, cause the motor sitting right behind you. So that's where my conundrum comes. So if anybody can help me out on that, just send me a message and say, hey, dummy, you haven't thought of this kayak because <laughs> that's the one I may go with next year to put P- a, P-127 to put a has, on or something. P-127, um, the whole assembly, I don't like the way that they did it. Um, to me, it, it seems like it. it um, they didn't fully th- thought of how they were going to get the drive up and down and in and out of the kayak was not complete. No, that's how it's been with native. That's my knock on native figure out, figure out a way to get that drive in and out of the water without stuff splashing everywhere and where the whole propeller can come up. Yep. Like get that done. I think but the new one does. We're uh, the one in the, the P one twenty seven. Like, <laughs> we're getting way into the weeds on, on the <laughs> technical kayak talk. I don't know if we're but I mean that, that, it's a good subject because like you know it's really driven into what we're trying fishing, to help you pick March. your next kayak. Dude. Yeah, I mean yeah. because because the bass guys that are listening to this they're just like whatever dude like we launch and we're in deep enough water to use our drive. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah they don't have to worry about pulling Except their drive the until they get that, back to the launch. Unless you're hopping the dudes over that that fish Kusa, you know, and and all these rivers and stuff that that actually have, uh, you know, rocks in shallow water. Those guys aren't using drives. Yeah, if they're fishing, moving water, that's a different story. Let me ask you this, Chris. Like I've wanted, and I and I probably missed this. Kind of switching gears. You and probably you drew too, right? You went to the Devil's River, right? And you fished. Uh, mm-hmm. How was that trip? I've, did you put in? I must have missed it. Did you guys put out a video on YouTube or something about it? I know you had your. I remember the stories and the on Instagram of you taking all the camera gear and all that. 
How did that go? Now, I put out I put out a, quite a bit of media on my trip. Drew went and his guy died. Um, so he couldn't. <laughs> he go didn't die. He didn't die. <laughs> it was um, it was my cousin. I still have all the uh, the media on the computer. I need to put it together and make a video. Um, but I didn't catch much fish on that trip. Um, we ended up. That's my bucket list on well, Devil's River. I was really really lucky, and I know Chris is going to say something here. But I was you know I was really fortunate. Um, my cousin is like on a bunch of boards for the state of state of Texas, and he has like he's on some wildlife um, committee where he's talking to the governor and everything. Like he's pretty he's pretty well established in in like the conservation um, part of wildlife here in Texas, and there is a. Right at Dolan Falls, there are some cabins that a uh, conservatory this, owns. This dude had Wi-Fi the whole time while he was yeah, there. Yeah, so they, they, they own the cabins there, and he was able to to get us access to those cabins. So we got to stay at Dolan Falls for three days. Um, and the plan was only to stay at Dolan Falls for a day and then paddle down, camp, paddle down, camp, and then be brought back uh, up for the last night at the cabin. But when we were unloading our kayaks on day two, uh, my cousin hurt his back, so we didn't want to paddle down. So we stayed at the camp at Dolan Falls for three days and just we would paddle up the river. Um, And I think you could paddle. I think it's what, three miles? It's probably three miles, two miles upriver until you got to another waterfall. So we would just paddle up and then drift our way back. And that was that was our day is like a three mile paddle and then a three mile drift back to the cabin. So I thought it was going to be this big adventure and I was going to yeah, take stuff tough. of, you know, uh, setting up camp and, you know, pretty, uh, moonlight and everything on the water. But yeah, it was us like cooking full meals in the cabin in the, <laughs> in the oven and taking showers. And like, it, it wasn't the typical, it wasn't the typical, devil's river experience so uh i need to put out the media on that it was just it was a little different experience but it is beautiful man it is beautiful that that section of river that we got it's to pristine see yeah. Dolan it's Falls untouched and untouched area it is it is great it's definitely an experience that i think everyone that enjoys kayaking should go do at least yeah once. it's on my bucket list yeah so it wasn't a grind for me and but we didn't we intended it for to be somewhat of a grind it just didn't end up working out like that speaking about uh wildlife and conservatory and all that um and maybe uh was it your you said your cousin your your friend uh your brother it's my cousin yeah your cousin so maybe he actually had some work done in this as well um you got to see the wildlife uh kind of movie documentary came out i think it was narrated by matthew mcconaughey i thought it was great um forgot the name of it it just came out, and he went into theaters, and then uh, I think you can see it on like Apple TV or something like that. Pay like rent it or own it. But it was a great documentary about uh, Texas wildlife. A lot of interesting stuff. All right, all right, all right. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard from it. I, I know which one you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. No, uh, it's pretty cool. You should watch it. I just watched stuff. a documentary recently. Oh and my, uh, my wife thought I was crazy. I think we're afraid to ask what. Yeah, that's why we were, we're afraid like, to ask. Oh, hold on. For like two mornings, she would wake up and she'd be like, are you watching that? Uh, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get through it without you coming in here and asking me, are you watching that? Ugh. <laughs> but uh, no, I watched a documentary on the Mars rovers because for so long, and you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but that was a huge part of our life at work was the Mars rovers because it was a monumentous or, or, ordeal. Did and you they're just doom buggies, right? They are not doom buggies, bro. <laughs> they're just easy easy carts with what you guys probably don't know is that those temperature shields. Those uh temperature shields. Oh my gosh. Uh those things were only supposed to be on a ninety day mission and one of them lasted for fifteen years. Really? It's been that long yeah. since those things it's have been, been up there? Uh, exactly. See I completely forgot about them, and then whenever this this documentary just came out, November like fourth or something like that, and I was like, I'll go and watch that, um, and I was like, damn, <laughs> fifteen years. Anyway, I haven't seen the Matthew McConaughey documentary. I'm gonna have to watch it now. My wife and I are big into watching outdoor shows. Like right now, we're watching Alone for like the fifth time. The whole. 10 seasons. <laughs> Which one's that one? That's where they uh, take a group of 10 people and they send them out. They only get to bring 10 things with them and they have to survive alone. Oh, it's like a reality TV kind of thing. It's reality TV, but it's a, it's a survival um, oh, cool. show, you know, so like you get Netflix to learn a kind lot of thing? about it's on discovery channel. Oh, I'm just going to find Chris if things go down. He can teach me this stuff again. <laughs> I'm not very good at must, most of it, dude. Can't, like, I can't do all that. I don't I, watch we a watching, lot of this, outdoor stuff. This dude last night like took down a, mo- a, mox, a musk ox with a bowie knife, bro. And I was like, oh, hell no. If it came down to that, my ass would be like, Fuck it, bye. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> not good, man. I guess I'm dying. Don't make him edit this. Lee, you make everybody do extra work, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Get into nah, the conversation, good. man. The f bombs just start flying. You don't think you 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 want to have that adrenaline rush, like you were just saying, and do crazy stuff, like okay, bro. You, you yeah, but that's life ju- and death. You don't want to jump down on a deer with a knife and just like, <laughs> and then eat its heart right there while it's still pumping and. You know, smeared on your face. A musk ox, um, that sucker was like 17, 1800 pounds, bro. And they're aggressive. Yeah. They're not, they're not. I don't want to kill uh, it with a knife. That's like that. We need to figure out how to make a spear. Like, <laughs> let me stay away well, first from this he, thing and throw first he shot it. it. He shot it with an arrow, but he shot it in the butt. That's so not going like, to help well, you. Well, that's not going to, yeah. So he tracked it down. And he would run as fast as he could, stab it, and continue running in the direction that he was he was headed. Turn around, run again, stab it, continue running in the same direction. This was on TV. Was yeah, yeah. I'm surprised and, Peter or something like that making a big issue out of it. You know how right? they are. I mean, there's like, a lot I of don't mind, that I but watch. You ever watch Forge and Fire? Yeah, I've yes. watched Forge and Fire. A little okay, bit, yeah. so like almost every episode, like they chop it up a will goat. Cut. <laughs> it will it kill. It will kill. They like chop up a goat, and I'm like, and they're in New York. 
I'm going, yeah. how does this show survive? But anyway, sorry, didn't mean to get off How track. did we get there? Like, how, <laughs> I, I, how it, did we get from the native drive being the stuck Matthew in the McConaughey. mud to somebody Matthew, Matthew McConaughey documentary. Anyways, <laughs> with Bowie knives? If you're driving your kids to school and you're... <laughs> It's just encouraging you to watch Matthew McConaughey. Not anybody <laughs> killing. Nobody killing muscat ox with no. knives. <laughs> with a pocket knife. That's, our, that's our core. <laughs> a pocket knife. Can you imagine somebody getting out their little Swiss <laughs> army knife? What was it? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, somebody had. Oh, uh, Robert Turkula. Or Turkula, whatever you, uh, his last name. And I apologize. It shouldn't be spelled. Uh, mispronounced people's last name. But Robert Turkula from... Uh, Lunker's TV. I think he had like a controversial YouTube video where he like they were pig hunting and they I think something happened where they got the pig and then the final blow is just to like um, stab him in the heart with a knife like cold blooded. And I know that, you know, being YouTube, what YouTube is, that got a lot of controversy and stuff like that. But I can't yeah. remember. I didn't even watch the episode, but I've heard about it. YouTube has gotten a lot of nature people in trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, outdoorsmen in trouble. Do you recall about mm, nine years ago, maybe, maybe 10? Under Armour used to have a very prominent and well known outdoorsman on their staff. Him and his wife were very good at what they do. Oh, yeah. That's the couple got in trouble the other day. And, uh, well, if they got in trouble again the other day, I'm sorry, but I'm talking about oh, no, 10 years ago. <laughs> and um, he hunted down, a, I think it was a black bear, um, and killed it with a spear. And the world went absolutely nuts after the video aired um, because they felt it to be barbaric. And I'm like, mm, we've been killing things with spears People just don't time all over exactly. the world. Yeah, that's, that's and they, part of why why our brains are where they're at now. And this is also why I will never wear Under Armour ever again or be a part of their brand whatsoever. You want to talk about sellout? There's a sellout. They canceled. That was probably the start of cancel culture. Was those guys? They canceled that um, that outdoorsman. His whole entire livelihood pretty much hinged on on what Under Armour was doing for him or their partnership. And uh, just because he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. That, yeah, was, that the was the content he was together. Yeah, was the there was this couple that got in trouble not that long ago. I can't remember. I, I've never watched them, but apparently they're very well-known uh, YouTubers or brand or content creators. They're a couple, married couple, and I think they got in trouble because some of the videos, something proved that they were poaching illegally. And then a whole bunch of things opened up, and I think they ended up being processed. Uh, I don't know if they went to jail or whatever. If any of my listeners, you know, leave it on the comments and social well, that media. They should. They should get, uh, they should get forgot the name for of that, that couple. See if I can Google it. But yeah, that, that just happened like earlier this year, I think. They should definitely catch a whole bunch of shade for that. Yeah, if, if anything you're, if illegal. You're poaching. Yeah, they were poaching just to make YouTube videos. That's the worst part of it. Yeah, I mean, and if you're pulling out Glocks on otters, you should be shamed. Oh, what was that? Well. I never saw that one. I remember yeah, that one came out on KBN. If you're an outdoorsman and you're spending your time outdoors with a red dot on your Glock, yeah, <laughs> you should be shamed. 
the, the guy literally pulled I've got a lot of friends that are doing his that, red so dot I'm Glock s- because sorry. two otters were swimming up in front of him. And he's like, these are very dangerous creatures. You the, you never know what they're going to do. And it, it's video of him like Dude, he was projecting right there ready to kill an otter as he's he, going he was through the marsh. projecting his firearm to his kayak partner. Yeah, swinging it left and right with his guy right. And the guy in front of him's like, I'm going to go. So the guy in front of him goes, and he's still pointing the gun like at his friend in front of him at the otter. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. Like, I saw the post on KBN last year, I think it was, but I never wa- I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this stuff. But oh, yeah, I, yeah they, I heard about they it. They made stickers, and it's, yeah. it's still a, it's still a it's still a thing. Well, that is that is area. just one of those that's one of those instances where you know a YouTuber or some sort of personality, social media personality, will do almost anything for their spot. You know, their little bit of fame. Yep. You know, there there's another guy out there, and um, a lot of people. I mean, this dude. Okay, remember how. Remember how that one time, Armando, you were on the Paddler's Playbook? And uh, and one of and the I'm, hosts threatened to kick my ass? Yeah. <laughs> scared. I By the way, I found the... It's Chris... Uh, I'll, real quickly. Josh and yeah. Sarah Bomar. That's the couple. Bow hunting couple faces charges in Nebraska's largest poaching case ever. That's the couple I was talking about. Anyways. Well, it's good they're facing charges. Poaching is no good. Um, but uh, I lost my shit about YouTubers, right? And the whole YouTube craze. And I didn't really mean like YouTube should die, but man, it has really turned some of our culture, you know, upside yeah. down. And that's what I hate about it. Yeah. Um, and there's, you ever heard of a guy and he's going to love this. If he ever hears this, he's going to love it because he loves, he absolutely loves negative commentary about him because he says it grows his channel and it grows his, his product. But this jack wagon... <laughs> Is named Yak Motley, I think. You ever heard of him? He's out of Florida. No. He's out of Florida, right? I know one and out of Florida. Whole, that, but his whole stick, his whole his whole stick is about negative, you know, commentary. Like he'll put out the trashiest videos just to get views and hits so that people will comment on them. And that's how he got his little silver button or gold button or platinum yeah. button or whatever. Um, and it's like people thrive off of trash content. They it really did do. do. This guy with right. the otter, this guy with the otter blew up. We blew him up. Yeah. I, I, I refuse to share the damn video. I think and I, I refuse to watch it because of that. that. Yeah, I don't share him. I've done I've what I've done, and this I'm gonna go here on a, a, a on a tangent here, but it, he, whether you like the movie or not, I like the the message in the movie. And um, have you watched? If you're a fan of the Matrix, I loved the first one. The other ones I didn't care for, but I watched the last one that came out, which kind of follows up. Um, but anyways, I'm not gonna talk about the movie. But that movie, even though it wasn't a great movie, the message behind it, so. The concept of this one is this: it wasn't the same evil. There was a new evil now in the Matrix world. And it was algorithms. So the algorithm was the new evil, not uh, Smith, Agent Smith, whatever. The point that I, that, of this movie is the algorithm thrived 
on negativity. That's the whole thing of the movie. That's why he was invincible because hatred and 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 arguments and negativity made him stronger. Which again, that's the moral Sounds aspect. Sounds like of the it. real world, brother. And, and that's exactly it's like that is what the real world is as far as um social media goes. And I for one don't play into like I try my best. Like I, I going back to Florida, there was this um angler, uh YouTuber, kind of like trying to follow in the footsteps of the Google squad. Um and he got pretty big as far as YouTube content created. But I never liked his content because his content was like, I remember one of the episodes, he went to somebody's backyard, like it was like a private uh, neighborhood or whatever. And he's fishing where the sign says private area, do not fish. So the old guy, the guy, the owner of the house, like 80 year old guy, you know, he's just, it's a Sunday. He's minding his own business or enjoying retirement life. And this all of a sudden this kid comes up and starts fishing at his, his backyard and he's upset. So the other guy, his douchebag friend, is just recording this just to get like, and the guy's upset, like the guy's truly upset. And just like, dude, this is my property, leave. And I got so pissed off at that video. It was like, dude, if somebody comes into my backyard to ruin my day just to make a fishing video out of it or whatever it is, dude, I'll be pretty upset myself. And that's why I hate it. It's like, you're going to get likes, whatever you're going to do. Don't do it out of somebody ruining somebody's day it's not funny and i don't never get why people think that's funny like mm-hmm. even i don't follow we talked about that i think on your podcast so i can't remember what podcast i was on but i think it was yours where like this guy's to go to like golf clubs and ruin people by stealing the balls yeah. or hiding yeah. with the ghillie net and it's like dude i don't particularly play golf but i'd be pissed off if i'm paying whatever it costs me to go play golf on my day off and have somebody mm-hmm. ruin my day and what and I, sucks is there's probably 20 people in the comments saying, oh, that old man needs to chill out. He's yeah, only and that's the thing. Like, they edit um, it most in of a way the people that are probably. Yeah, they I, always it, edit it in a way like they're like, oh, no, I'm totally innocent. But this guy, I was I was in uh, ICAST this year and I met up with a good friend of mine uh, out of coincidence. I saw him like, oh, man, how you doing? And he's working with this company. He says like, well, we just lost our biggest um, content creator or, you know, ambassador, whatever. He says, what, and I said, what happened? And he says, like, the guy kept, he's, he told me the guy. was like, oh, yeah, no, I hate that guy. I actually blocked him so I wouldn't get his feed because I don't want to support that kind of. And there were other videos that I thought were way offline. But he says, yeah, no, we he lost every sponsorship. And I was like, what happened? He says he was filming, like, fishing on surf casting or whatever. And he saw this uh, turtle, sea turtle, you know, nesting or, you know. Yeah, and I've he grabbed the, the sea turtle and yeah. all the eggs fell out and destroyed, got destroyed. Like he didn't do it on purpose, but he, when he lifted up, that thing he, lost he, all these eggs. And I'm he like, didn't hey. do it on purpose, but he purposely did it for the camera. That's exactly, the, like, that's the issue. The problem is, like, first of all, what kind of idiot does that? And second of all, like, why would you record it and post post it? So the funny thing is, like, not the funny. I shouldn't say the funny thing, but. The uproar that came out of it, he lost all sponsorship. And yet, when I was in ICAST, they had a seminar where they had three content creators talk about how to create content, how to grow your content. And guess who's one of those speakers? Um, he, he that guy boy? was one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, 
what are you going to say? Don't be an idiot and kill tur sea turtles? Is that what, what is it that you get? <laughs> like, you, you just lost your, and a guy was like more than, I think he had like, he still has like 200,000 followers, but he lost all the sponsorship because of it. The, and that's, the, that's what I hate about this. The thing the, about going back to Chris Hussein. The, the thing about social media and YouTube, and it's it's nothing that me, Chris, or Armando are going to change, is that you have a ma vast majority of people who interact with those type of things who yeah. have no freaking sense. So the people that are fueling people like him have no sense at all. The people that actually have sense that would comment on how stupid it was they're not commenting because we don't want to put they, forth the yeah. time or effort to talk about how stupid it is because to it's grow just like, their you're algorithm. an idiot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're an idiot. We're not commenting on this. We're not sharing this. And it becomes where it's the, the crappy stuff is more prevalent Yeah, because it's getting more attention from the people who are idiots and the people who disagree with it or don't like it. It you, you don't post like you don't you don't say anything you don't get on there and comment and argue with people because you you don't want to boost that up yeah. so it, it, it kind of sucks because you know we have a lot of idiots on social media we have a lot of idiot followers we have a lot of idiot commenters and the people that actually have sense aren't spending a whole bunch of time and effort commenting making videos on stuff and, and different things like that they may make some reaction videos. But that's just how social media and YouTube and, and everything else is. Now, are there, you know, good quality stuff out there? Our yeah. podcast, your podcast, you know, a whole bunch of other podcasts, uh, a bunch of YouTube channels of, of people who actually get it. But more often than not, the people that have some dang sense, they, they're, they're not like the uber popular YouTubers, they're not the uber popular entertainers. They're, you know, kind of the lower middle of the rung people who who have grown a following. And I think that's why, you know, to circle all the way back to the beginning of this show where you're talking about that me and Chris kind of have this cult following down here on the coast. It's because I mean, we're not going to post idiot stuff just to get it out there. Yeah, like we're we're gonna post logical stuff. At the I mean, end we, of the day, it's gonna say, bite you. Yeah, we yeah. may say some stupid stuff. I mean, nah. we may talk about too much. You know, using the bathroom in the in the in the marsh and fat ladies you know, in Alabama. Station, yeah, gas station tacos and fat ladies in Alabama. But I mean, we're we're not saying anything unethical or doing anything unethical <laughs> oh, well, or anything crazy like that. I mean, Chris <laughs> hey, is talking we, about beating people up, but I mean, what? It's, we, it's nothing. We're not talking about beating people. Up. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. Um, but I, I don't think any of us want to to be popular just to be popular or just to, you know, blow up by doing stupid stuff. I don't want the responsibility the that comes with being popular. That's the ultimate sellout though. That's the yeah. ultimate sellout. Like being somebody hey, you're not to please others. That's people. true. That's very true. Do you, do you want to know something? I know a lot. I want to know a lot of things. There's actually, there's actually the wor world champion at fishing in people's backyards are saltwater fishermen. That's true. Really? We fish well, in people's it's... backyards all the damn time. Well, so do the lake. People that fish on lakes. But 
when night fishermen at, at oh, that's uh, very true on the coast. That's a whole fishermen, different episode. So we've got Armando. We've got neighborhoods down here that are on the bay that might have 200, 300 houses and they all live on canals. They all they have, all green have lights. lights and all those lights are full of fish. So it's almost like cheating at night, right? You can go out yeah. there and you can just bag just tons and tons of fish all night long. And we have to fish literally in, the, in these people's backyards. But that's the legal. Whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it is. If you're in the water, it's legal. But it, it but is. You will you will encounter in a, in an evening of oh, fishing, yeah. you will encounter probably half a dozen people that will politely ask you to, you know, move on, and half a dozen people that will tell you to f off. <laughs> Total Karens, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, we are the world champions at fishing backyards what what do you do in that aspect like this to me that's one of the things that piss me off when people think they own the water if they're if they're already there fishing oh yeah no that's different yeah that and that's what chris is more talking yeah, about yeah that, they're that's already different. there well some of them some of them if you're already there fishing move on yeah no, of go. course yeah that's yeah, even that's even if they come out even if they come out with an attitude i'm moving on because i don't want to deal with it yeah same here same here. I'm I'm yeah. moving on. I've I've gotten into it before with with you know w- the first time that ever happened. I was honestly with JG, and uh, <laughs> dude, he was like he was like, bro, I'm packing, and I'm gonna whoop it out on this guy if he don't shut up. And I was like, I've never experienced this before in my life. I don't ever want to be around this ever again. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is no bueno. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy my time out there. So if somebody comes out screaming and yelling at me not to fish their dock, whatever, I'm I'm going to go to the next dock. Am I going to leave I, thinking that they're idiots and, you yeah. know, maybe blast them on social media or pay a teenager to egg their house? Maybe. But I'm not <laughs> like well, I'm now, not going to sit there and have the conflict with them. Yeah. Well, the hunter harassment laws also apply to fishermen if I've if I've it if does. I think so, you can like I've seen like I know like there is I think it was um Skinny Water Boys TV. I forgot his name. God, I had him on the podcast and Eric Salerio. Eric Salerio from uh, he's from Central Texas. I mean, he got not shot at, but he was fishing, and you can see the when the when the splash of the bullet, somebody was shooting next to him to get him off the water or off the water where the people thought it was his land. I get it. I w- at that point, I'm getting off the water. But you know what? I'm going to game warden. I'm like, oh, listen, I was here. I'm 100%. pressing charges. Like this yes. cannot happen again. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's you know, once you start firing shots, you're like, okay, I'll I get think, out. But you're gonna have to do the police on this. <laughs> navigable water becomes questionable whenever you're in neighborhood canals. I think there's a thin line there. They still don't own the water, though. Yeah. They still don't own the water. You're and, correct. But when when if they wanted to fight it, it would be like okay, navigable waters. That's what it states. You know, we can draw this thing out, or you can just say, you know, go another direction, fish somewhere else. I like to have a have a lot of fun while I'm fishing. Yeah. I don't want to have a bunch of negativity around me. Drew has done plenty of nighttime excursions with me. He knows I used to 
own my kayaks based off of how many beers I could drink on them. I had six beer kayaks the and PA. I had 12 beer kayaks. <laughs> well, the yeah. PA. The PA was a 12 beer kayak. I could drink an entire 12 pack. So it's a PA 12 for that. Okay. I get it. <laughs> it was a PA 14. Yeah. <laughs> We would go out on these nighttime excursions, and man, I'm having a friggin' blast, dude. I'm having such a great time. And as soon as I come across somebody negative, I'm be <laughs> whatever. See ya. I'm moving on. See ya. Yeah, not not my deal. That doc it, isn't if, that important. Yeah. That's if you fine. think the the uh, navigable term in you know saltwater uh, canals is you got, I've I've done. St- I've actually went to the website to check out what it applies to uh, freshwater, and that is a whole another rabbit hole because it depends on where you are in Texas because then mm-hmm. there are deeds that say you own the water, but then if the water was formerly from Native Americans um, that were taken over in the Spanish-American Wars, that this is how crazy it goes. Really? Then you cannot <laughs> own the water even if your deed says you own it. And then there's the other one is like, well, it depends on where the grass ends and the dirt ends. Mm -hmm. And then it's considered navigable, even if there is no water, because it's still where the water comes out. And other ones... It's still the bed. It's just crazy. I was like, this is... this like... Everybody's right and everybody's wrong on this. Like yeah. Louisiana has some Louisiana. like that. I was going to say, yeah. then you could go to Louisiana and people actually own the water. It's yep. like, what? Huh? What? They will. They will put fences up mm. around their water. You can be here, but you can't anchor because I own what's underneath you. <laughs> you. You can't put your power pole down. Like it's there's they they stuff. have there's deeds that preceded uh, some laws um, that say that they own. So there are. Iris would say, see, I own the river, but actually it's not. It's, I forgot the term of it. You can't own it because back then when you bought the land, there were communities that would live down river and you could not close water access to them because that's their means of survival. So even if the, it, it was just, I read up on it and anybody has four hours of their time, they want to lose reading, go to the, uh, uh, the website for the, uh, what is it? The, Texas Wildlife Department, go search it. It's an interesting read. The only thing is you're going to come out dumber than... <laughs> you're going to go <laughs> Go read it if you want to be dumb. Read it if you want to be dumber at this because it really just makes it... You'll be worse. way more confused. Yeah. It's crazy. But gentlemen, I've had you for two hours and I really appreciate your time. I've, this is the first time I've actually hit the two-hour mark on that episode. And honestly, I loved every this, minute of it. This is um, easy breezy for us, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We awesome. didn't even get to talk about like actual red fishing. Like, I know. Well, one well, thing you wanted to talk about. We didn't even get there. We're going to have to do well, it again. Thing. Now I can bring you guys back and talk about it, part two. We're going to have to start well, with know, that, though, so we don't get yeah. like way off into, you know, I've, I've listened to your podcast enough that stuff. knowing that whatever it's, idea it's I have, go, this is a suggestion. Yep. That probably yeah. was not going to I like that. But so, you know what? I, I, before we leave, before we leave, I have to correct something. And you know what? If you listen to the episode where we had Armando on, I was correcting him a lot that night. And that's probably why he went off on me. But I went off. Dude, <laughs> I went off on me. <laughs> I'm shutting Good. up. Like, I was confused when you went at the on beginning, the YouTube. At the beginning of this podcast, plane, we were introduced uh, as a saltwater podcast. I wanted to say something about that. Too. Although we only own like 50% of our episodes as saltwater. 
Nah, I'd say true. less than that. I'd say seventy five percent of salt water. You think seventy five percent of salt water? Yeah. I mean, we've had some we've had some good guests on. We've had Armando on. We've had Chad Hoover on. Drew Gregory, uh, the KBN guy. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving more uh, love to outside of salt water. Yeah. I mean, we we do more than just salt water. I would yeah, say fifty percent of our episodes have nothing to do with salt water at all. So let me ask you this, you know, because we live in a different world right now. So what do you identify yourself as, you know, as saltwater anglers? What's the pronoun that I should use? I am he. Look, you guys joke. You You guys joke before you answer that. Before you answer that, I'm not joking. This happened yesterday. So my (laughs) boss is at my job. We're doing a, a, a review of my team and everything. And I get a email because we're starting to take a student therapist at my work i get an email from uh taylor green and taylor green is the liaison for saint augustine university that's sending us some therapy students and under taylor green it says she her something else in parentheses under her name and i was like oh wow that's in her signature on her email and I looked at my boss who's sitting beside me. I'm like, do I have Welcome to start to doing that world. on my email? <laughs> like, is that the new thing? Because that is the first time I've seen that. Like, it's not. It's not a requirement. I was like, is you that? Don't have to. Well, it was my boss, so I was just like, hey man, is that what I need to do? Do I need to put he? Like, that trend me? will die soon. Something like, do, do I need to do that? But, um. Do we consider ourselves a saltwater podcast? What do you identify yourself as? No, our podcast is a paddling podcast. I would say it's a kayak fishing podcast with a emphasis on On redfish for sure. Yeah, redfish especially. But the true the true name of it, if you look it up anywhere, is the Paddler's Playbook: A Kayak Fishing Experience, which I love. By the way, I love. I would say that it's 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 more, you know, kayak fishing than anything else. I and I, props to you. You have the best name for a kayak. Oh, I, I need to look. I need to pull up all when the, I read it the first time, I'm like, this is genius. Yeah, I, I need love to this. pull up all Adelaide's the names playbook. that Drew wanted to call it. You should, yeah, the up. horrible <laughs> names that we had Lone Star, something or another. Like, they were there were some horrible ones. And I sent Chris a while back. Um, the you ended up the perfect one. Yeah, I, the mock-ups of our logos that like me, I worked on and he worked on, and then Oof, for my my like rod building grader. company, the logos, and I sent him a message, and all it said, I sent all the pictures, and I said, I'm glad we uh, had help with this, and I sent all the old ones, and then I showed him the new or the one that we went with, and I'm like, oh god, I'm so I'm so glad we asked people for help, and I actually paid for my rod logo. Like these are horrible. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Now, props to you guys. By the way, uh, before I let you go, where can people follow you? Um, social media, where can, where can people listen to your podcast? Where can people get advice on, you know, kayak fishing from you guys? So, so you can, you can find in. us on all the major platforms. Just search the Paddler's Playbook or just search kayak fishing and we'll come up in the in the algorithm that's evil. Um, you can we'll look for Mr. Taco. Yeah, uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, you know, Apple Podcast, um, iHeartRadio, all all of those that come out. And then we mainly stick to um, Instagram, Facebook. We have a TikTok. We're trying to do 
do a lot I'm not more. Trying to do too much with that. I a mean, lot more still, with that. It's still such a pain. That um, that is evil though. Like yeah. I'll scroll through uh, TikTok reels and oh my god, where the two hours went. I'm like, oh my god, I, <laughs> I've been here two hours. I got to get off of this toilet. This. My leg yes. is numb. Yeah. Now I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm crawling, <laughs> waiting for the feelings, blood to rush back to the feet. <laughs> but you, you can find us all there. And then we also, you know, about once a quarter, you know, we'll go live and we'll do a live episode on Facebook. Um, that way the bro staff can ask questions and, and things like that. And before we get out of here, um, I want to really thank the partners that we've been working yes. with because I think we just, uh, you know, heard from all our partners that, 2023 is going to be the same as 2022 so we're, we're fortunate enough enough that we've worked with uh, some really good companies real sportswear they're out of corpus christi texas they make some awesome fishing shirts guys and i'm not just saying that like not just we shirts up, shorts yeah pants. shirts shorts well, pants the pants are still coming the waiting <laughs> pants are coming out next year um but on that devil's river trip that you were talking about armando um i went to pack my gear and Jessica went to pack her gear, and it's all real sportswear stuff. Like, they have some awesome uh, – if you have some female listeners, they make uh, fishing leggings, and they make shirts for the females women's that are cut, performance, yeah. women's cut fishing shirts that aren't like your normal drab pastel colors like Columbia and everybody else puts out. But real sportswear, we also work with Pure Fishing, which is the parent company for – Abu Garcia, Berkeley, Spiderwire, um, Ugly Sticks, Ugly Pen. Stick, Pin, Fenwick. Um, so Savage we, Gear. Yeah, we've had a great, great time working with him, with Danny. Um, he always hooks the bro staff up. And then uh, Mariner Sales. Mariner Sales up there in your neck of the woods. We've been working with them the past year, and they've been a great, great partner to work with. They have yeah. everything under the sun up there. And Duke would do whatever to, to help you save money, too. I'd love to give a shout-out to some of the people that have helped me personally, man. And that's, yeah. you know, Andrew at Real Sportswear. Yeah. Um, fantastic person. Um, Nino Gonzalez at uh, Red Tail Republic, also another fantastic person. That's the guy that he owns a sunglass company here in Texas. And that, you know what? It's one of the hardest uh, markets to compete in because – all other sunglass companies are owned by a mon- monster conglomerate, uh, Luxana, you know, and <laughs> it's hard to compete with that. Um, you know, like you were saying, you loved supporting the small town companies like, what was it, Robinson Rods? Rod- Douglas. Donaldson. Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> Douglas Rods. <laughs> uh, it's getting late around here, and some of us have been <laughs> at work since like 6 a.m. Um, but... Uh, you know, and Drew mentioned Danny Wentz. Um, that guy has set me right more times than I can count on both my hands when it comes to uh, using the right product whenever I'm out on the water. So, great group of guys. Uh, yeah, man, let's fish. I like that. And, and you were talking about you need to come down to the salt, dude. October, the first weekend of October is the bro staff meetup. Every year, all right. First, we go next first year. Saturday of October, dude. Put it, put it down. Ah, man, we're. I think we're being asked to move it. They can ask. That's fine. So, they can so ask many all people. They want. Are, we can ask yeah. them to move theirs. 
<laughs> the first week of October, man. That's the pro staff meetup. So we'll, well I'm sure we'll I'll see. go there before that. Hopefully, yeah. I won't have to wait till October to get them. And if you like skiff fishing, man, let me know. I usually take at least one person out to drown every month. There you go. Look, Bucket list right there. He'll pull you around all day long, too. <laughs> Just got to give him your shoes. Well, <laughs> guys and girls, story. thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you to my guests, Chris and Drew from the Paddlers Playbook. Go check them out. Go follow us. Uh, uh, you can follow me on social media, Basquiat and Beers, Instagram, TikTok, and um, Facebook. And if you have any suggestions, you can also email me or send me a DM through social media. Love to hear from my listeners. And uh, go check out the Paddlers Playbook every other Tuesday. All major podcast streaming platforms. It's been the Basquiat and Beers. If you're going to be on the water, wear your PFDs. If you're going to have a couple of beers, just make sure you drink responsibly. Make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. Peace. See ya.